Welcome to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist, a podcast dedicated to empowering you to take control of your life, learning valuable strategies for healing and looking at mental health through a trauma-informed lens. Get ready to feel empowered and confident in managing your symptoms. And now, here is your host, licensed clinical social worker, EMDR therapist, and certified clinical trauma professional, Jamie Vollmuller. Welcome to Good Enough. I am your host, Jamie Vollmuller. I am here with Steve DeAngelis, who is the owner and CEO of MMP Creations, a company focused on strategic organic content and brand storytelling. He's also the creator and host of a podcast called Disrupting Long Island, where he mixes his love for Long Island and small businesses to interview and get to know personally the owners of Long Island businesses. Check them out on YouTube. Steve. Cool. That was a good intro. Yeah. What, <laughs> what else should we uh, tell them about you? I mean, that, that you pretty much nailed it right there. There's not too much. No, there's, I'm sure there's a lot more we could talk about. I'd love to jump in. And- so, yeah, I was on Steve's podcast, Disrupting Long Island, and we were talking about EMDR and imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. And uh, Steve and I were, were going back and forth about that because as small business owners, we both have imposter syndrome. So, for our listeners, imposter syndrome, if you don't know, is basically when you are a highly successful person and are are very good at what you do, but you chronically feel like you're a fraud and you're going to fail and you're going to be found out. And I have this theory that most of us like business owners are actually just like trauma kids who felt the need to prove themselves in business. And that's why we all just were like, we're going to buck, buck with a B, the system and... (laughs) You know, start start our own thing. Too. Well, it, it's funny because you said uh, you know highly successful people, and my in- instant reaction to that was like, I'm not a high su- highly successful person, <laughs> so maybe that's imposter syndrome right there. No, it totally is because you are a highly successful. For again, I I'm, also, not, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I will also say the same thing. I say the same thing about myself all the time. We have two locations in Smithtown and Bohemia. I have you know a full time staff. And another practice in Missouri. And another practice in Missouri. And I'll say all the time, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And people are like, you built this in like two, three years. Like, you, you know what you're doing. You're okay. Like, you're okay. You know Is that really doing. when you started? Two, three years ago? Yeah. That's when I started. That's fantastic. Practice. It's crazy. I started less than a year ago with my business. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, technically it started earlier, but full in like September of last year. Yeah. Well, so technically I started probably a year before that on my own too, but like to get staff and to like have payroll and all of that jazz took about a year to fund. So anywho, we were talking about imposter syndrome. So how does imposter syndrome or how has it come up with for you as a business owner? I feel like it it comes in waves. Like I, I go through these moments of where where I'm incredibly confident and I, I feel great about something. And then uh, for me, I mean, even yesterday, like yesterday, we, we lost a client, you know, and that's, oh, it's hard. never, you know, it's not, it's not a big deal. It's for the best. And it's, you know, it was just not working out. Yeah. And we don't want to be working with people who we aren't able to help. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's, it's for the best, but you always get that like, oh, why didn't it work out? Like, why did I? What could I have done what better? Could, yeah. What could I have done better? I, I think specifically with this one is like, shit. Should I have even taken them on in the first place? I feel like maybe it was not the best move for us because I didn't know if we were going to be able to be successful with them. And, 
Yeah, just get those. And then that, you get in that circle of, of doubt in your head. Yeah. And then you start questioning all these other things that like you weren't even thinking were problems. Right? Yeah. Well, I literally came home yesterday and I was talking to my fiance and I was like, I think I have to blow up the whole business. Like, I think I need to just tear it down. And, and, and But that's just my moment and my reaction in the moment. <laughs> I don't have, ever act on those things. And because <laughs> I've trained myself to know, all right, this is... Well, I'm going like, to feel this, this is a fear-based response because yeah. I'm highly escalated right now, and then I need to calm down and then make a rational. Yeah, so response. I say I say <laughs> things out loud, and then she's like, "Really? And I go, no, not really." But but I had to say it to hear how ridiculous it was. Yeah, and, and then twenty minutes later, after I've just calmed down and realized the world isn't ending, yeah, I just get back to work. Yeah, which is the toughest part for me. It would that used to last for three, four days or a week where I would be something bad would happen and then it would be a bad week instead of a bad 30 minutes. Yeah. And and I, I think I've noticed that like last week we talked about people pleasing and I feel like posters and people pleasing are, I feel like they're somewhat tied into each other because they're mm -hmm. both about like making people like you in, so, in some way, shape or form. Like the imposter syndrome is more like you're afraid that people are going to think that you're not as talented or successful as, as you are, or you shouldn't have that title or status or whatever, uh, whereas people pleasing is a little different. But anywho, we last week you had said something to me about a manage uh, a, a business coach, I guess, is what, what would you, what would you call him? I'm um, probably not so saying that right. I'm part of a mastermind group. I think that's yes, what you're discussing. Yes. Yeah. And how he was saying to you, like, you were like, uh, what do you want to, how what is your goal in business, right? And you were like, "What was your answer to that?" It was, it was. You know, I want to be able to to play the game. I feel like I'm not quite there yet, where I have the freedom to step outside of my business every once in a while, and and then and take on new challenges or take on new opportunities. Um, and he kind of told me that was. Uh, a bad word and, <laughs> and, 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 and get out of my own way yeah get out of your well so uh well, one of the things that i think that happens with a lot of entrepreneurs with imposter syndrome is that we feel like we need to control everything and we need to do everything and that if one thing falls apart like because we're the owners of the business everything is our fault which is why like if you lose that client even if you had no contact with them it's like what could i have done differently as the business owner to make this better sure and getting your clients to not your clients i'm sorry getting your team are you thinking of? team yes to de delegating tasks to your team sorry yeah, that's and, a tough thing for and me. and trusting others that they're going to do the, the same job that that you would and i feel like that's one of the biggest things that holds people up in not even just in business like in life like you know my sister just had a baby and uh, she and her husband took a job in uh, Tesla in Texas. So she's wow. alone with a baby and a two-year-old. And it's really hard for her to ask for help. And I think that's something that's very common of a lot of people pleasers and a lot of people with imposter syndrome is asking for help is, is hard and feels uncomfortable. And she had asked my mom to like watch my niece for her, which was a very big thing for her mm -hmm. to just even ask for that help. Because if we don't ask for others to help us with whether it's our roles as parents or just like at work, like asking a colleague for a favor or a friend for a favor so that you can take care of yourself or focus on what you're really good at. It makes it hard for you to truly be successful. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm, it's also dependent on what you 
want out of life and what you want, what your goals are. Like there are plenty of people who want to create a business so that they always have a job and they always are able to do the thing that they love to do. There are other people like myself who are trying to build a business so that I have a business and that it's working well for our clients and we're producing results. And then I can step out and, you know, step back and, and look at it and say, okay, is it working? Is it not working? Where can I, you know, move the pieces around? And yeah. to me, that's when I say like playing the game earlier, that's what <laughs> I meant by that is like, I'm so stuck or I was so stuck in the day to day that I felt like I couldn't escape it. Yeah, uh, and taking a step back helps you to to play the game. It's like a game in chess. It's figuring out what what everyone's strengths are, mm-hmm. what to give this person, what not to give this person, what, and and how to communicate with every member on your team so that they're actually hearing you and going to be able to follow through. Because I'm sure you know by now that you can tell Sebastian one thing and Anthony the same thing, and they're not gonna both interpret that in the same way. Like people need different styles of communication. Right, right. And you touched on delegation before. That's, I think, understanding what how to communicate with your team and with the people that you have that are either contractors or full-time employees and giving, just letting go of it is such a difficult step. Yeah. And for me personally, I have, um, I have the, I guess, luxury of, uh, I have a wedding coming up where I'm getting married next weekend, and the, the, the yeah. So the congrats. Well, and the fun thing with that is I'm leaving and I'm going on my honeymoon and I'll be gone for two weeks in Italy and I'll be and and it won't fall apart. I promise. Yeah, you. yeah, and that's <laughs> but I'm, you know I'm I'm talking to the team. I'm setting up those systems and getting yeah. everything in place now so that when I get back, I can just take a look at it and say where did it break? What can we fix? Awesome. You've been listening to Good Enough with Jamie Vollmuller. Please continue to listen after the break. We will get into how to fix your imposter syndrome. Most successful people I know feel like they're they're a fraud and that they're going to be found out and that they shouldn't be that successful. Um, Do you know why that is? Do you have any? I truly feel like it's because most people, people that are super like the the type of people we are right we're, we're very like self-determined perseverant like we just keep pushing forward like obstacles come and we don't get discouraged we don't put our heads down we're fighters we push forward that's most of us that are entrepreneurs because you kind of have to be but there's certain life experiences that are going to shape a person like that right so i know for me i i faced a lot of adversity in my life where i kind of like couldn't just like it was it's my automatic fear response is not to to lay down and die it's to just keep pushing forward and fight and find a solution which makes for really great entrepreneurs but we're all operating on this like it'll still never be good enough thing so like we talked about that on on your show as well as like how we can have a goal and then we're like yeah yeah i'll i'll i know i've made it when i've done a b c d right and then you accomplish all those things and it's like yeah yeah now i need to do all of these other things to truly be successful right and that comes from a lifetime of just chronically feeling like you have to prove yourself and you're not enough in my opinion yeah. i don't know like do you resonate with that at all well i, I going back to that mastermind group they asked me why i was why i was doing what i'm doing and I think this is the answer you were looking for before, which is uh, I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. Yeah. And they said to me, 
well, why don't you just let someone else prove, like your workers and the, the contractors that you have, why don't you let them prove themselves to you instead of proving yourselves to the team, proving yourself to the team and to every single person and to yourself? Yeah. How do you, how, so we, we talked on off the air. How do you help people with that? Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? So, that's why I'm here. I, I want to learn from myself. So, I mean, I've done, so for our listeners that don't know what EMDR is, it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It's a specialized form of therapy that I do not have enough time to go into, but you can go into our later episodes or previous episodes and listen or look on our website, www.suffolkfamilytherapy.com. But I've done a lot of EMDR therapy as as a human, and I've done a lot of that on those feelings of not good enough and insecurity, and they really helped me to spot it quicker because I feel like a lot of it is just these automatic patterns. So like even in the past couple of weeks at, at both Suffolk and the company around Missouri Brave, it's been a little hectic. And one of my employees, who's a doll, her name is Emily, was like, you make a lot of decisions with your heart and not your head because you're constantly trying to prove to everyone that like you're going to take care of them and that you're good enough and that you're Mm -hmm. a good boss and all these things. And like you do all these things because you want to do good and you want to help everyone. But she's like, you're too giving and not everyone is worth that help. Right. And and that's where I think not doing that work, it, it starts to affect our businesses in a negative way because Either you're too afraid to delegate, you're too afraid to lose control, or you're too afraid to correct your employees when they're not doing the right thing. Uh, it just it, the boundaries that you need as a business owner, and to think from a rational perspective of like what makes the most business sense versus you know what feels the best for me to do, <laughs> like are usually not the same thing, and sometimes you know, uh, I have to say no a lot more. In the past year, I have built out a leadership team that has really, really helped me because there's a lot of things that because of my own experiences, I have a harder time saying no to or I'm more of a stop. I'm also a therapist, so I'm kind of a bleeding heart by nature, right? Um, so I have people on my team that are better at being like, yeah, that's a no. And and this is why. And, and they just, they, they have no negative like emotional charge with because it's their job because it's their job right and it's and, and they're also not in charge i think that's the harder part about being the owner versus an employee when i was an employee if my boss said to me you have to do a b and c even if i was uncomfortable with it it was my job so i had to do it but when you're in charge it's like but i can change the rules at any time and yeah, it's and i don't it, i don't really have to do that because do I? <laughs> I can just stop doing it right now yeah so i think for me like building a team of people and like really playing to their strengths and like really assessing what my strengths are and what my weaknesses are and and delegating out those weaknesses that i'm not so great at to people who are really really good at them and are protective is is wonderful but i continue to do emdr therapy to help me uh, not on myself i have another therapist that i see to help me work through uh those internal feelings so that when things come up that make me feel like not a good enough boss or not a good enough business owner, or, you know, a client's upset with us. I don't automatically go to that like internal place, like you were saying before and personalize it and ruminate for a week. And I used to be like that. I would ruminate for a week too. Mm-hmm. And now it's more like I get mad for a couple hours. I call a girlfriend and go, okay, I know all of this is irrational. I know all of this like is, is just like anger and I just have to acknowledge it. And I think that was it for me too, is like acknowledging the parts of myself that felt triggered by what was happening around me and just being like, okay, why are you triggered right now? 
And a lot of the times it's because it feels unsafe or it feels like I have no control. And that comes from, again, those, those memories from childhood where you probably didn't have any control. So you have these automatic responses that are like, oh, okay, I have to people please, or I have to give in or I have to fight to get what I want. And it's like, no, but I'm an adult and I run the business. I don't need to do any of that. I can just be like, oh, I don't even want to deal with this today. Emily, I need you to go talk to this person and handle this problem that I don't want to deal with and it needs to be handled. And that's a beautiful thing. So how does EMDR help with that? How does that work? It it helps. I guess less detail. In less detail. So it helps to connect. So, So for me, my mom was very much a people pleaser. My dad worked a lot and I, I just felt like with my mom, I, and, and she had very high expectations. If I got a 90, like she'd be like, you should have got 95. I got a 95. It's like, if you did your homework, you would have got a hundred. That was my mother. It's why I'm a successful human, but it chronically made me feel like, oh my God, I'm never enough. Right. And when people like make very minimal comments to me, like I, I said this once on the air before with David about my husband being like, did you, why didn't you empty the diaper genie? And I like had a mental meltdown because I'm like, I'm doing everything. Why is it not enough? It's like those little experiences because of the the chronic like messages I got in childhood, well-meaning, but the chronic messages I got in childhood just trigger me feeling like, oh my God, I'm, I'm not enough and I'm responsible and I have to fix this. And it creates so much anxiety and working through those memories helps to not have that automated body response. So it, I always say it connects how what you know with how you feel. So a lot of the times you can know your thoughts are irrational, but they still feel true or anxiety provoking or not good in our bodies. And EMDR actually makes new neuro connections in other parts of your brain. So it's connecting that isolated, what we call a trauma network, and connecting it to all of these positive adaptive experiences that you've had in your life that show that you are good enough and people do appreciate you and you are good at what you do. And it just makes it so that those feelings don't come up as much. Like we actually do a thing called a body scan during processing to make sure that all of the physical is out of your body by the end of processing. And that is the only way we would call that quote unquote target or memory cleared is if there's nothing left in your body so that those triggers aren't so triggering. And that doesn't mean that nothing's ever going to be triggering. But like I said, I have chronic PTSD. I used to be triggered for weeks and now it's like a couple hours. I get a little triggered and then I can recalibrate. And for me, that's progress. You've been listening to Good Enough with Jamie Baumuller from Suffolk Family Therapy and Steve DeAngelis from MMP Creations. If you would like to reach Steve for his wonderful marketing efforts, you can call them at uh, 516-509-3948. And uh, you can find us online at mmpcreations.com. Thanks for listening today. And remember, you are good enough. Thank you for listening to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist. We appreciate you listening. While our host may provide some personal and professional advice, we want to remind you that this show is for entertainment purposes only. Each individual situation is unique and good enough is not a substitute for mental health treatment. If you need a therapist and are located in New York or Missouri, feel free to reach out to us at liendr.com or brave-mo.com.